TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into your lives. And this is the first episode of 2015, and I'm back on top here. It's uh, Damien back at uh, <laughs> not being able to do the intro here. But we got a, one, one of the most interesting man of mystery on tonight's episode. This is the, the first interview for 2015. I'm really excited for this podcast and uh, this interview. Guys, would you like to introduce the guest for the first uh, episode of The Wellness Guys on 2015? Sure. Well, as most people would know, they've heard of this guy before, and uh, he is an international man of mystery. And they might not remember him, though, Damon. It might be a while since they've heard of him. He takes a number of holidays um, <laughs> throughout the year. Can be sometimes up to what six months? Would you say, Brett? Six months holidays. At least. Well, yeah, cool. six months holidays. That's at a time. At, <laughs> that's right. At a time. Um, from time to time, we hear of many people who are incredibly inspired by this guy. It helps them create wellness into their lives. And um, and it is just it is amazing that we've been able to lock this guy down for at least 30 <laughs> minutes on one occasion um, to be able to interview him. And tonight, Lawrence, I'd, uh, I'd like to introduce you and welcome to the show our very special guest, Brett. Are you ready for it? Dr. Lawrence excited. Tam. Dr. Lawrence Tam. <laughs> Welcome to the Wellness Guys show, Lawrence. Tonight, we well, will I'm be... I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back on the show, and uh, I do apologize for taking so much time off. <laughs> well, I've heard that you're a long-time listener, first-time caller, and uh, tonight we'll be, um, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be interviewing you tonight, because, you know, it, it, Lawrence, you raised a very valid point a few weeks ago when we were interviewing somebody. You said, you know, we've never actually interviewed ourselves. We've, we've spoken a bit about what we've done. Um, kind of as a group, and that kind of gave us, probably gave me two or three minutes, Brett, five or six minutes, and you, 21 minutes, you know, sure. really. <laughs> so we thought we'd better dedicate a whole episode, especially for Lawrence, tonight, so that uh, we could find out more about how Lawrence got to be probably the world's number one wellness guy. So I'd like to uh, welcome you to the show, formerly Lawrence. So welcome to the show. Lawrence. Well, it's great to be uh, to be the person who actually started the show and being interviewed on the same show too. I think that's got to be a first on any podcast. <laughs> so, all right, guys, uh, let's let's be serious here and let's uh, get to the listeners to uh, get some uh, insights for you know 2015. Ask away, What's Lawrence. You started you started as an ergonomist. Now I heard, and this shocked the pants off me. In fact, my pants actually did fall off. I had to stop in the middle of Brighton with my pants down around my ankles. Shocked that you wanted to be a physiotherapist and that was the reason why you ended up studying ergonomics because you didn't get into physiotherapy. Is that correct? That is true. Uh, as a high school student, I applied. Not just wanted, I applied to be a physiotherapist uh, to the University of Toronto and I got rejected. I, uh, I had a, like a 90, I don't know, 91.5% um, score or something and they needed like a 94. And, uh, and uh, my heart was broken. Yes, I was. Uh, I wanted to become a physiotherapist. Uh, I think physiotherapists can be a great career, and uh, you know. But I ended up uh, studying kinesiology, which is sort of like a, a human kinetics, yep. um, in uh, the University of Waterloo. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, to kind of got it started, and then from there, I actually went on to become an ergonomist. Yeah. Well, let me just preface that because not, the reason why I was shocked is because you're the chiropractor's chiropractor, and uh, and so you know people come to you for inspiration, for words of wisdom, for um, you know for just. 
for, for coaching, you know, you do chiropractic so well. You know, chiropractic is in your blood, it's in your veins, it's it's your DNA. You know, it's so into you, it's so in you that to hear that you wanted to be a physiotherapist at one point, just, it shocked me because I, w- I was just so surprised. So from kinesiology into ergonomics, how did you move then into chiropractic? Because this is where, this is your most recent former career. Well, I think, you know, I think it's one of the uh, interesting things, right? I think, you know, you need to take a look at that. And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, when I was 18 years old, uh, getting a letter saying that I didn't get into the thing that I wanted to, you know, it just shows right away that, um, you know, it it could be a heartbreak, right, as a kid or, you know, for any of us to get something rejected for something you always wanted to do. I think, you know, looking back, it served as a a massive, it was probably a very pivotal point because, you know, because of that rejection, uh, I chose a different career path. And, um, and I think that serves as a lesson for anybody listening to that, you know, for any time that something doesn't seem right, or you get a rejection for something. Yeah, sure, it hurts at that time. But just realize that that could be the saving grace for you to go into a different path. So I just wanted to say that. Um, for me, you know, when to when I become when I went to uh, study ergonomics, um, I was seeing a chiropractor uh, in high school. And I also saw saw a chiropractor in uh, when I was in university. And one of the key things I just I the key thing for me was I just wanted to help people, and um, and I wanted to become a doctor actually. And uh, you know that's, that's sort of a teenage um, when I was probably thirteen or fourteen. My mom was in uh, foot reflexologist, and so she was a uh, you know she was into alternative health medicines and stuff. But I never really wanted to become a medical doctor because of that background I was raised in. And so I searched for other avenues to kind of still want to be able to help people and um and just go into a career that that allowed me to do that and one of the things i, I went into chiropractic interesting enough is that i went to chiropractic to become because i was actually interested in sports and actually wanted to um, help people through sports and chiropractic and and that's the one of the reason why i went in there but when i got into chiropractic college after the first year uh, at canadian memorial cmcc it shocked me to know that chiropractic was more than that. It was just more than just a low back pain, neck pain stuff that you know people think chiropractic um, is dedicated to. There was just so much more, and the more seminars I attended, the more I looked into it. There was just an insight that uh, chiropractic allowed me to to look at that blew my mind, and that has led me to obviously the career that I, I've had. But more importantly, it's not, you know, chiropractic, I believe, that allowed me to have the opportunity to do what I, I feel that I do best is, is just to be able to really, you know, look at people and be able to read people, but also be able to, you know, help people and heal people. That's the, that's the, that's the key essence for me. And I could have done that in any career. Um, chiropractic was just a vehicle for me to do that. So, Lawrence, it was really obvious from, from what I can gather from a really early stage that you were going to be a really successful chiropractor, even just speaking to people you were at uni with. And, you know, it was obvious that right from the start, you were driven to be successful. You know, you, you were going to seminars, you were involved in mastermind groups, you were, you were doing all of the extracurricular things that you could do to really set yourself up for success. So what was it that gave you that drive? What was it that really set you along that path and, and made you want to seek out all those other opportunities uh, i don't i don't i don't i didn't see it that way um uh, you know to be you know i was going to be successful um for me you know i grew up as a, a 
you know, sort of a, a not, I wasn't in the in crowd. I was a big nerd. Like I was a, a, the biggest nerd you can ever, I, I will show you pictures one day. I just, you know, can stood you place one on that Facebook group? Lines? Yeah, no, too embarrassed to show those yet, but I will one day when I, when I feel, when, when the time is right. But honestly, I, um, I was the, the biggest nerd. I just crazy. I didn't even know, um, you, trust me, once you see the pictures, you understand why. But so I had a lot of self-esteem issues um, in a sense of I, you know, I hated to speak in public. Um, I was a very, very quiet guy. I was never a really outgoing person. Now, what I did do, I think, you know, you're asking about the drive. The drive came, I think, as a young, as a young kid to knowing that I wanted to be part of something. I wanted to be known for something. And so that was that drive within me. I always, you know, worked hard in my life. I, you know, I think, but the thing is, is that I think that started from the from the early age of not being in that income, and wanting to be part of that, and so that kind of drove that drove me through that. In Carpenter College, I wanted to be. Everybody was sort of doing, you know, you know, studying really hard in school and stuff. But I realized, I recognized one thing was that I recognized that you know, Carpenter College, that the college itself, what they taught you, taught you one thing, which is the, you know, the skills and everything else that you needed to kind of graduate and and you know have a degree in. But I also recognized that you needed to learn more than just what they taught you in school. I, I knew that there was there was something more, and I needed to learn from the people. And that's actually got me in the path of you know getting into personal development. I actually start to recognize the people that. Um, were successful was not necessarily the smartest academic um, person in their class. They, you know, the, the people that were successful were the people who related people, uh, related to people, to their patients, their clients, the best. They were able to communicate the message the best. They were able to um, to believe in their craft, and I had to search for that for myself. And that's why I spent probably a lot of time outside of school. Um, I stayed late. I went to almost every club that I could join at uh, nighttime because I knew that was, was going to be my career. I traveled from Toronto to San Francisco to, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, driving, you know, days to get to seminars uh, on the weekends um, to get there, to learn as much as I could from other people from all around the, uh, North America just to do that. And so that when I graduated, I wanted to be the best that I could be. That's that's sort of that drive. I think it came in from, you know, to me, I think it was a drive from as a kid of wanting to become something better than what I what I imagined myself to be. I love it, LT. I love it. You know, you and I were doing this Wellness 2.0 thing a number of years ago, um, which is an absolute classic. I love looking back on some of that footage and just uh, having a bit of a chuckle about it. Um, and then you met Brett, and you guys decided that we should do some podcasting, which uh, which I think is a great idea. And look where we are You know, now, three-plus years down the track. It's very, very exciting. And, and we've, uh, you know, we've really done a great job together. But to get into the whole wellness thing, LT, um, kind of, it's it's a it's a big leap for a lot of people, and a lot of people, even chiropractors, even chiropractors, you know, don't yet get the whole wellness thing. Even though chiropractors should be flying the flag for wellness, because you know, getting the nervous system right is such an important factor for for wellness. What do you think it is that you did? Um, that actually helped you, I suppose, realize that you needed to be a trusted advisor in the wellness community. What do you think it is? You know, for me, you know, for me, it's always becoming better at whatever you're doing right now. I want to become better than that. Um, my career or my life is constantly evolving. I'm always changing. I'm always striving to become better at what I am. I don't know what my career is going to end up if you want to quote, 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 unquote, unquote, career. Um, so when I was a chiropractor, I felt that I reached I reached sort of that pinnacle where I felt physically that's no more than I want to do. I mean, I could have grown maybe ten percent, fifty percent, or more, but I just didn't 
didn't, I didn't have the heart for it. So I realized I needed to, to make a bigger impact. And so it was that growth, that, that desire to always wanted to grow more, to help more people. And, you know, as a chiropractor or, you know, with anything, with as, well, specifically as a practitioner, you can only serve so many people. You can, there's only so many days in the week and there's only so many hours you can work. And physically, there's only, you know, so many things you can do physically. And so I wanted to reach more people. And, and the idea kind of came along of, you know, I think we kind of hit it at the, right, at the right time of, you know, podcasting and getting into that thing that we can, the technology that allowed us to kind of go international without, with just doing things from our own home. We didn't need a television station. We didn't need a radio station to pick us. We can choose ourselves. And so, I mean, now it's, everybody can do it. Anybody listening right now, you can choose yourself to become that expert that you feel that you, you know, that you can be. I will be the first person to say, I've said this many times, I don't believe I'm a wellness expert. I don't believe I'm an expert in wellness. There's so many other, so many people out there that are smarter than me, um, that know wellness, um, you know, better, better than I, than I, I can ever uh, know in my lifetime. But the thing is that I felt my strategy was more, I picked the right partners. You know, I picked you guys, right? So I, I picked people who are smarter than me. Um, and, and, and so that I can do a show on wellness because I still have a passion for health and wellness. I want to still help people. Um, and, you know, having guys like you guys who are really, who are passionate about it and loved it, I just want to be able to kind of hang around with you guys to be able to create a show um, to do that. And I think, you know, in, in life, there's so many different paths to get to the end result. You know, that we, you know, we talk about this all the time. We have different guests from, you know, from whether it be from, you know, vegan or, you know, paleo or, you know, different exercises or in all these different type of mindsets. So there's so many ways of wellness. And that's why we've been lasting for three and a half years, right? There's so many ways to do this. But the end, the end of the day is that we all want the end result, which is to get healthy and to, to get be well. That's the end result. Whatever path you get there, it really shouldn't matter. Really, you know, obviously, you know, that it, as long as it's right, it's, it's right for that person. I think that's, that's the end goal. And I think there's many paths to reach that. And so I, you know, I wanted to do a show where we can actually introduce different ideas uh, toward paths to wellness and share those different ideas so that people can explore it. I think, you know, human experience is about really exploring different ideas, different um, circumstances and having different experiences to reach the end goal. And being healthy is, is a journey, not a destination, right? I believe that, Health, being healthy allows you to go and do and experience what life has to offer. If you're unhealthy, you can't do that. And I believe that that's what has evolved. I don't know if you even answered that question because I don't even remember the original question. <laughs> I love that last little bit you said though, Lawrence, because actually the goal isn't really to be healthy, is it? Like healthy is just a vehicle to get you to the other stuff that you really want, you know, the stuff mm. that you, you really strive for in your life and that really means something to you in your life, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, you know, we all have different ambitions. We all have different goals in our life. But if you're not healthy, you can't go and do that, do those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, we all want to live past 100 or 120 years old. But I want to still be around, around for my grandkids and great grandkids and still be physically active. But in order to do that, um, you know, one key component is health. So, Lawrence, I've got a bit of a left field question here for you. And I've never actually asked you this question. But just as we're going through this conversation, I'm really curious to know. So as I sat down next to you the first time we met at that Dynamic Growth Conference, and we started having a bit of a chat. And to be perfectly honest, I was a bit in awe of you, Lawrence. You'd gotten up on stage that year and done one of the best talks I've ever seen at DG. Just absolutely killed it. You were obviously a fair bit, you know, well, not fair bit, but you're obviously senior, senior to me. Certainly, you've been in your career a lot more, more than me and gone a lot further in the chiropractic profession than me. So what was it when you sat down at that meeting that actually made you decide that you would agree to 
have a mastermind with me on a regular basis, which is actually what ended up leading into the wellness guys. What was it, Lawrence? Because I, I was looking up to you thinking you were way above me and yet you agreed to do it. What was the what was the thing there that you thought could come from that? Did you have any idea that it could have ended up where it did? Oh, no, like I have no idea that this was, you know, I that this was going to happen on the way um to to create something, you know, so massive for us. Um for us, I mean, listen, Brett, I mean, we we had dinner and uh we sat beside each other and we I just connect with people and there's, you know, when I said to you at the beginning where I said that, you know, I was a bit of a nerd and and so I didn't have a lot of like massive amounts of friends. I, I don't. I still don't. I have very close knit friends. So, you know, I have a handful of friends that I really want to connect with and that I want to stay close with. And that's the type of personality I, I like, you know, to live by. Um, I, you know, I'm, there's certain people that just love to have a lot of friends, which is fantastic. That's their personality. That's not me. Um, I like to stay with connectors. And one of the things that, you know, we had the discussion, I just saw potential in us. I think, you know, you're an action taker and that's what, you know, drives me. I like to hang around with people who are taking action who are doing things that were a little bit different. And, you know, uh, I've always believed the power of mastermind. I always believed in, in um, you know, partnering up with people that uh, always push you. And, um, you know, and I think that it, just, it doesn't matter if they're, if they're older, they're younger. It doesn't really matter. I don't think, uh, to me, it's just not, nothing about scale. I never saw myself as, you know, some amazing speaker and, you know, head of my, you know, head of my time or top of my game. I never, ever saw myself that way. Um, you know, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy who gets up and does the talk and, you know, whether people like it or not, like, I don't care so much anymore. Um, but it's more about just finding the right people. I think, you know, going back to as a lesson, serving as a lesson for listeners, I think it's about finding people that you resonate with and that you want to work with. And well, the key thing is, is that if, when you're finding staff, this is what I, you know, talk in, in do in my coaching and telling people when they hire staff is that, you know, if you're going to go in partnership with someone, you got to make sure that there's the test, right? The test is that would you bring them home um, to your wife and kids and want to hang out on a regular basis? If the answer is no, you shouldn't be partnering with them. They shouldn't be doing business with them because, you know, whether I don't care how great the idea of the business is, I don't care how much money you're going to make out of that business. At the end of the day, it's going to ruin you. And I've, I've been through that. I've been through businesses where partners, that I've been with that I really don't get along and I shouldn't have gone along, uh, shouldn't been partnership with. And I, I learned that lesson and I'll never make that mistake again. That's great. Cause from a wellness perspective, there's nothing worse than actually having your guts eroded by having to hang out with people you don't want to be with. Love that. I love it. Mm. LT, LT, um, Bredo mentioned before that you were are, are a world-class speaker and that you were one of the best people that he'd ever seen speak um, on the planet ever before, in particular to DG. Now, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm embellishing at all, but... Um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, 10 times. I <laughs> but I heard somewhere that you were an introvert and that you hated getting up in front of people and speaking and that not only were you a nerd, but you were so introverted that you would prefer to, you know, just spend more time by yourself, not actually, not actually um, get up in front of people and talk. But these days... You are the speaker of all speakers. You're training with the best. You're speaking with the best. You're up on the world stage speaking all over the place, all over the world, Edinburgh, Amsterdam, uh, Sydney of all places, Melbourne, Brisbane. You know, what's the shift there? How did you get to be the person you are today in that regard? Honestly, I'm still an introvert. I don't, I don't, you know, if I'm in a party, I'm... Honestly, I I'd rather be. I've got photos that say otherwise, Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have. You can't say that I've got photos. Yeah, 
no, I don't. I've got so. photos of you up on stage dancing with Patrick Sim. Lawrence and I just kind of hang around in the background while you're doing yeah, your rock star things right, in the room, exactly. okay? No. Brett and I are in the background. You're the one who's the no. who's up there doing your thing. Not true. Um, I've got photos. You, Pat, Sim, and Billy Chow up on. Yeah, that's Billy Chow. I think you're mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> He's dancing to a mirror. I uh, love it. I love it. No, well, like for me, it's. I'm. I still believe that I'm. You know, I'm an introvert at heart that can be extroverted, you know? So I think that we all have that ability. I think, you know, there's, there's introvert and extroverts. We can all be either or you just got to decide. Um, for me is, you know, I remember, uh, as a, as a student, as a chiropractic student, um, when I went to a lot of, a whole bunch of seminars and one of the things is that I used to love going to seminars and I used to sit there in the front, like a little, you know, elementary, elementary, you know, primary kid, who would you know look up on stage and and you know admire you know what's happening? And I literally would just sit there as a student and and sit up there in the front row um, on the ground and just marvel at these amazing speakers who were able to just transform a room. And I said to myself, I like I want to be like that one day. And so you know it didn't happen overnight. Like let's let's face the fact, right? It didn't happen overnight. It took years of listening to them, listening to them, watching them, and just absorbing them. I have been listening um, to tapes, right? You remember tapes, right? Cassette tapes. Um, back in, you know, when I was in chiropractic college, you know, between 1998 and 2002, I even brought those cassette tapes when I came to Australia in 2002. I bought a car specifically because it had to have a cassette tape player, Okay. <laughs> Um, and I listened to those because I still have them. And then obviously, we, you know, we went to MP3 players and then now we have podcasts and we can listen. I still listen to podcasts. I still listen to a lot of educational stuff and watch the best people perform and do their thing um, because I want to learn. I'm still learning. I think if you want to be great at something, you've got to continue to learn. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's that whole mastery thing. I just read this book called Mastery by Robert Greene. Fascinating book talking about, you know, apprentice phase of just learning and doing the things. And just, you know, for us, like this, this three and a half years, I believe it's a part of the apprentice phase of something that, you know, each one of us will grow up and do, you know, 10 years down the track. Us doing these podcasts, interviewing these people and learning the skills of communicating and talking to people and doing a show like this. All of these skills will add up to something in the future. Well, I just don't know what that is yet. And so if you're passionate about something, you still love what you're doing, you know, whether it be speaking, you know, coaching or becoming the best nurse you can be or the doctor you want to be or, you know, the mechanic, it doesn't matter. The thing is that you, we all have to go through a phase of tweaking, learning and learning and getting mentorship from someone. See, the thing is that we think we can do it all on our own. You can't. You, you might as well learn from the people who've done it before you, whether it be learning from people who have been around the earth for 500 years or 2000 years or, you know, just last year. You know, I'm learning stuff from kids who are in their 20s, and I'm learning stuff from, you know, just read this book from uh, Seneca, from who lived in, you know, you know, 50 BC. And the thing is that those people lived before us, and they've already done amazing things. Why, why reinvent the wheel and try to figure out and go with intuition where you can actually just learn from them? There's so many great books, so many great podcasts out there right now. There's no excuse not to educate yourself. That's, that's the key thing about learning and constantly evolving and constantly changing. I think the, this is my key thing. If each one of us, right, can be better, can be a better version of themselves continually throughout lifetime. We can do amazing things as a, as a society. And I think that's how we're going to transform societies. If each of us live to their true genius rather than just, you know, 
being told what to do in a particular job that you actually hate. I love this. I love this. I'm getting fired up just listening to you, LT. You are the mindset guru. That's why we love you on this show because you are a guru and you are a wellness guru and you're just awesome at this mindset Come stuff. So, <laughs> hey, um, Lawrence, I, you are someone who is probably the most uh, – uh, biggest consumer of audio programs I've ever seen, ever heard, and uh, obviously go to incredible amounts of seminars and webinars and all over the world. You, you just consume an amazing amount of stuff. So the first thing I'd love to know from you, Lawrence, is what was the first audio program you listened to? And then second thing I want to know is what what, is, what has been the best audio program you've listened to that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, the first audio program I probably ever listened to is probably Tony Robbins personal power. Um, I think I got it from a friend in, in high school. And, How many times? Lawrence? Oh, uh, you know, what? I never made it through the whole program. I never made it through the whole program, which is, I know it's really, really strange. Um, I, I did, have, did you do the speed reading one from, um, was it Robert Burge or something Burge? No, I never did speed reading. I'm a terrible reader. So definitely not. <laughs> just, just wondering, cause you seem to get through so much content. No, but the thing is, is that it's it's about you know getting through content is about um you know doing loving what you you know sort of learning from what you love right not learning things that you absolutely hate um I think that's one having a passion for it right that's you know, that's definitely key the second thing is finding the right medium for you so for me is not reading I'm a terrible reader I'm a slow reader like it take me a month to read a book right um where some people can read a book a day I can't do that but I can listen very very well so i've been trained my brain to listen to two times speed you know as most of you know i listen to most all podcasts pretty much uh two times speed i listen to audiobooks two times speed and that's how i learn i, I learned um you know through auditory audiobooks and stuff and being in seminars i love being part of that environment you know being kinesthetically being part of those um uh, uh programs um i i I'm, it's hard to really say what was my favorite program. I do love Tony Robbins. I, I love Date with Destiny. I did all the Tony Robbins uh, uh, courses. Um, that was probably one of my favorites. Um, best audiobook program? You know what? I, I don't know. There's 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 tons. There's one program called Evan Pagan, the Altitude uh, program that was fantastic. Um, it's probably rare to find that now. But um, yeah, there's so many. I have so many mentors. I have like yeah, you're right. I have massive amounts of. Um, personal development stuff and business stuff. Um, and I can't keep track anymore, but nowadays it's all free. We're actually have to pay for it before, you know, now it's free because you know, everybody's doing a podcast, you know, the best of the best are doing podcasts and you can go and listen to their channels and listen to the episode and listen to their genius. Um, you don't even have to buy their product. The only reason why you would buy their product and be part of them is because you want to just get the insight. You just want to kind of narrow it down to exactly what you need to push you to the next level. That's why that's why you want to be to create a product. And that things have changed. The landscape has changed now. Everything's gone free except for you still need to take action. See, that's one thing that I realized that even though I listened to a whole bunch of stuff, I didn't do anything with it like for five years. But I recognize that now so I was probably going through that apprentice phase. I was just absorbing like a sponge. And then when I decided to go, you know what? Enough is enough. I actually start to act, need to act on something and that's when things start to change. Hmm. You know, for us, like for the wellness guys, it wasn't just like, see, that's what I liked about you, Brett. One of the key things was like, you know, here's the idea. He goes, okay, let's do it. Like, what are we waiting for? For me, I probably sat there for like two years before I even did anything. <laughs> like you were just like, okay, let's just go and record. Let's, let's, let's do it. <laughs> let's like, press record. Go. Really? <laughs> now, you know, if you go back to the first like 10, 20 episodes, I was freaking nervous as hell. And um, I couldn't, you know, I had everything, you know, you guys remember, I had to structure every little thing. You have to, you know, <laughs> the whole show is scripted, yeah. you know, and, and now we can just kind of wing it. It's true. 
We true. Don't. We don't. We spent hours preparing for this. <laughs> we, do this. We, we could just wing it, but we don't. That's what you meant to say, I'm sure, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. LT, um, what's next for LT? What's next? You've, you've uh, moved to the East Coast. You've, um, you've, moved, you've gone into the future because you were living in the past. You're always two hours behind. <laughs> and uh, you still haven't got good internet. But what is, what is next for Lawrence Tam? You've gone down the, co- the coaching route. Um, that'll be you for a couple of years, five, ten years maybe. What, what's going to happen next for you? Um, you know, honestly, I, I can't answer that question. Um, because I'm still searching. Um, I, I do believe that I'm one thing I know for sure is that I'm honing in on, on my skills as much as I can. I'm trying to recognize like what, what am I really, really good at? And, and what can I really, how do I contribute to the world with what I'm good at? Um, that's, that's probably the next thing. I don't know where, where life is going to lead. All I know is that I want an amazing year coming up. I want to make sure that I want to help as many people as possible. I want to grow um, this audience. I want to be able to, to really stretch um, what I'm capable of doing. Um, I had a massive year of change last year, just like so many changes and big decisions. And I want this year to to reap those rewards of you know taking those tough decisions and leveraging it to the best of my ability. That's what I really want to do. So, Lawrence, you've spoken about obviously how you listen to all those audio programs. How you, I mean, you have just consumed so much stuff, but but how you really at some stage had to take action, and and I think it's that line of thinking, and I guess those results you saw with yourself that have led us to start doing more stuff with the wellness guys and creating things like the wellness breakthrough. So, from that perspective, Lawrence, I'd love you to talk about you know what you think people can get out of doing something like the wellness breakthrough because obviously you've seen the benefits from yourself doing stuff like that you know what are you trying to now pass on i guess to other people in that forum yeah i know i think one of the key things is that you know like i said before is that we have access to information um like you know like everybody does everybody has all the access to information of what to do um the problem is that they don't do it for whatever reason and it's usually because of a few obstacles you know what i I, you know, one of my skill set, I guess, that I start to recognize is I start to recognize that I can see through, I can see what the problems are um, before most people can. I can see what's the obstacles in front of you. And my job is to first be make you aware of them and then help you guide them, guide through those obstacles. See, we all have to have those obstacles. That's the key. We can't, most people try to push them away. Like, I don't want to handle obstacles, but that's the point. There's nothing in this world worth doing if there wasn't obstacles in front of you and there has to be some obstacles the problem the thing is is that you need to be aware of the what the, the true obstacles are and second of all how to get around them and the wellness breakthrough is a weekend where we get to dive in to you know your issues like what what is the specific that you actually want to accomplish where you're actually at and then let's figure a way around it and you have not just me you have like eight other people besides me to be able to help you and we created a team to be able to do that. And that's what I love about it. It's not just, see, even in my coaching program, I'm not the smartest person in there, right? I, I have attracted people, um, smart practitioners, amazing practitioners to be in a group so we can all help each other. That's the point of a mastermind. The, the point is not about trying to have one guru or one person to teach you all the, you know, exactly how to do things. That's wrong. There's not just one way. There's multiple ways. I think it's important to... Take your ambition, your goals, and smash through them. Why freaking wait? It's time to really get to the next step 
And the only way to do that is have someone else look at the problem. I do. I, I can look at everybody else's problem, but I can't see my own. That's why I hire coaches to get me or my mentors to hang around with people so that they can see my issue and then tell me how to get around them. That's the point. None of us can see our own issues and we need someone else to see it. Wow, LT, I didn't know that you could see dead people, but I was expecting you to say that, but that was amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. You are amazing. I'm inspired. I've been listening to uh, Up For A Chat now. Uh, I think I've almost caught up and, and listened to all of them now, which I love. And I do seek out other podcasts that you've done um, with other uh, podcast presenters. And I like to, I just love listening to you, LT. I love it. Sometimes I just call your, your mobile phone knowing that you call screen me so I can listen to your message <laughs> bank recording. That's getting you know, kind so. of freaky. And, don't uh, tell anybody. Think, just don't tell anybody. The show now. <laughs> <laughs> now, if anybody is listening to this and they're going, oh, my gosh, I want so much more of LT, then you should come to the Wellness Breakthrough. You really should. It's in February, uh, February 7th. Or six, seven, eight. I think is it seven, eight, nine. I can't remember. It's something like that. It's you'll need to jump onto thewellnesscouch.com and check out the dates because it's coming up. It's going to be unbelievable, and um, and it's you know if you miss it, um, it won't be done again. This is this is a once only um, event where we only have all of these people. So um, make sure that you listen to Lawrence every single week on Inside the Champion's Mind. You, obviously, with Lawrence, you get so much more, but when he's interviewed by Marcus Pierce, my co-host from 100 Not Out, it's unbelievable. It's uh, it's unbelievable. So you should listen to that. I love it. It's entertaining. Sometimes I'm giggling as I'm crossing the road and having a big laugh out loud, and, uh, and I love it a bit. So, Lawrence, thanks so much for letting us dig into your life and find out more about you. Um, I'm sure that everybody got so much from it. Yeah, I'm sure now that uh, those, those uh, high school photos are going to have to come out sometime soon. They're going to. If you don't put them up, I'm going to find them somehow and hack into it and just post them. Just remember, I had no friends in high school, so therefore you probably can't find them. I've got um, some family photos of you, though, LT. <laughs> I do. It's been those. fun, actually, guys. I, I'm actually looking forward to uh, interviewing you guys and grilling the crap out of you two. Um, <laughs> but uh, this has been interesting, and I hope that the, the listeners uh, have got a lot out of this. More importantly, you know, from all. You know, on behalf of all the guys here on the Wellness Guys, from everybody on the Wellness Couch, um, we really wish you guys to have an amazing 2015, and we look for, forward to uh, being part of your lives, um, being part of that journey, and creating a, a podcast channel that is um, just simply amazing uh, with a whole bunch of new shows that are coming on board. I'm really excited on how 2015 is going to unfold. Guys, go to make sure you uh, join us on Facebook. Uh, keep this conversation going there on the Wellness Guys Facebook page and also the Wellness Couch. While you're there, like us there. Share this podcast with your friends, families, and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating and leave a comment there on iTunes. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guys Show. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. 2015 marks perhaps the most important event the Wellness Couch has ever conducted. We've had two sold-out wellness summits these last years, but honestly, nothing will come close to our first ever wellness breakthrough. Your favourite Wellness Couch experts, the Up For A Chat girls, Quirky Cookies Joe Whitten, Stu Hayes, Marcus Pierce, and of course the Wellness Guys, are all gathering in Dandong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough in February. For more information, go to www.thewellnesscouch.com.
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.